Welcome everyone to Christmas Eve. So good that you could join us tonight. We trust that this will be a real blessing to you as we honor the Lord Jesus Christ who has come to save us. Let's open in prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you so much for bringing us out on this special night. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts that you saw our helpless estate and cared enough for us and loved us enough that you would send your Son to be among us that he would walk among us and die for us, that we might have a relationship with the living God forever. So, Lord, tonight is a tribute to you. We thank you. We love you. We trust, O oh Lord, that, that this will be a sweet aroma in your nostrils and a sweet sound to your ears from hearts of people who are profoundly thankful, O oh God, for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to invite us to stand together as we sing a couple carols together, starting with Angels We Have Heard on High.
Let's continue to reflect and think on that amazing, holy, silent night as we stand together and sing the carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King.
I'd like to invite us to stand together as we sing another carol, the carol that talks about the setting of that night, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie.
may be seated. Starlight shines, the night is still, shepherds watching from a hill. I close my eyes to see the night when love was born. A perfect child, gently waits, the mother bends to kiss God's face. I close my eyes to see the night when love was born.
There's a couple of verses in the Gospel of Luke that really describe what Christmas is all about. Luke 1, 68 to 70, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Now, for those of you who are familiar with this, of course, this is the opening salvo of a, an ancient song called the Benedictus, a song of Zachariah the priest. Zachariah is an interesting individual in the scriptures, was uh, an older cousin by marriage to Mary, a priest from a priest family, of course, and grew up in the priest home and became a priest himself, devoted his whole life to serving God, and much of the time, much of his married life, he spent praying and asking that the living God would give him a child, he and his wife Elizabeth. Of course, you don't pray unless you're expecting an answer, at least that's the way it's supposed to be, and so he prayed. But when God finally answered his prayer, he doesn't believe. God had made it possible for he and his wife Elizabeth to soon give birth to John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, as a sign. So, so God gives him a time out because of the bad state of his heart. He had become a professional religious leader, going through the motions, it would seem, but not cultivating his faith. Be careful. It can happen to any of us who are committed to Christ and are spiritual people. It's possible for us to just start to go through the motions. Suddenly, religion becomes a ritual for us and routine. His timeout was discipline for him. See, uh, 
it was important that he would be restored to become usable once again to the Lord. And so he gave him a time out where he could not speak. The Lord does this to us, you know. He shapes us through discipline. Particularly through uh, the discipline of humility. Of humbling us. So that we are in a better state to hear him. Arrogance has no ears. When we are proud, we can't hear God. Sometimes he has to just knock us down a little bit. Bring us to our knees. But anyway, upon the miraculous birth of his son, in the lyrics to this song called the Benedictus uh, describe, now an old song to us, then a new song. He describes there the way things are going to be, and, and it states there that his family, in particular his son John, would, would prepare the way of Messiah, would pre- prepare the way of the Lord, much like the role that God has given to us. We are called upon to prepare the way of the Lord because he's coming again. So after 450 years of silence, you see, God had stopped talking to them. God visited, and it says in the text here, redeemed his people. We've heard that in our singing this, morning, this evening. Redeemed. What does that word mean? God in his grace determined to, to buy people back out of the slave market of sin. That's what it means, to purchase people out of that slave market. There's, there's no human purchase price whereby we can gain favor with God or somehow redeem ourselves. It must be God. That's what's described here. We must be redeemed because of our gross disloyalty to God. People can't redeem themselves. But get this. When God goes looking for those he can purchase for himself, he looks for the recycled He looks for the rejected. He looks for those people who've been trying for years and years to refurbish themselves. People can't redeem themselves. People can't do what only God can do. But in his mercy, in this text, in this understanding of redemption, it says he has raised up a horn of salvation. When God looks to adopt people into his family... He goes looking for those who've been imprisoned behind the prison bars of their sinfulness, shut out from the presence of God, and by His grace and mercy brings them into His family. You know, when you talk about words like recycle and rejected and refurbish and imprisoned in sin, those describe us. Maybe you qualify here tonight for a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. See, um, this song of salvation, what excited Zechariah the priest as he goes on in the next couple of verses to say salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. What, what was exciting to him was he, he was assuming Messiah would come and, and rid them of the occupation forces of Rome. 
Because like us, Zechariah the priest was convinced that, that it was Rome that was in his way and that was hindering him from the full effect and efficient service to the Lord. But we, we find out in this story that it, it wasn't really Rome that was in the way, it was Zechariah's own faith that was in the way. He had stopped believing. We're no different. We want... Um, we want our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ to, to remove all of the obstacles, all of the hindrances, rid us of all of our enemies. That's the Messiah we're looking for. But Jesus didn't come to rid Israel of Rome. And he hasn't offered salvation to you to rid you of all the enemies and all of the hindrances and all of the distractions I must say, lately, I've kind of felt like Zachariah, and I've thought, you know, Lord, I could do just so much of a better job if you would get rid of so many of these distractions, so many of these hindrances, so many of these, these annoying obstacles. But interestingly, he leaves them there because apparently they're not in our way. They're part of what God uses to humble us so that we start listening to God again in a fresh new way and he fires up our heart all over again for how great he is not not we don't worship our environment and worship our situation and worship the fact that we don't have obstacles and hindrances in our lives he he wants us to op, he wants us to worship him alone because of who he is and so he leaves lots of things around, lots of mess around, so that we find out that it's in Christ alone that our heart soars and grows and longs for. That's the Christmas blessing. He is coming. His redemption is not simply to buy us out of the hands of our enemies, but to buy our hearts out of guilt and shame and brokenness and indebtedness and uneasy sense that is not well with our souls. And that's what he does. And he forgives us of our sins. F forgives us of our sins forever and rescues us from the clutches of the evil one who comes to, who comes to kill, steal, and destroy And at the very end of this beautiful song, Zechariah challenges all of us with the same thing that was a challenge for his family. What is our role? To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. You can never have peace of mind until you first have peace of heart. And the living Christ has come to offer us salvation, redemption, to purchase us for himself and give us peace in our heart so that we'll have peace of mind. You can't do it the other way around.
Christmases, no promise to remove trouble. In fact, God uses trouble to drive us to himself. Christmas is no promise to remove the darkness all around us. It's, it's a visitation of the light that moves into our hearts and chases the darkness out of our life so that we can demonstrate to others from the tender mercies of God, those living in darkness, in the shadow of death, the great light of Christ Jesus who offers us salvation and life eternal. That's the message of salvation. That's why Christ came for us and why we are smack dab in the middle of this mess. Get ready. Just like the first Christmas, the King is coming. Are you ready? Shepherds left their flocks by night to see this baby rock in life. A host of angels led them all to you. It was just as the angel said, you'll find him in the manger bed.
If you would like to know more about this Jesus, we've come together tonight to worship and praise. We would love to uh, put this little booklet in your hands called An Even Better Christmas. Uh, please stop by the room on the east side of the lobby and uh, pick up a copy of this. This gives a full and complete story of the salvation message and what Christ can do for you. I would encourage you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and your Redeemer, and you won't want to leave tonight without him as Savior, I encourage you to pick up this book and, um, and you can look through it and uh, there'll be some people to talk to as well. Uh, let's just stand together for prayer, shall we? Our Father and our God, on this Christmas Eve, 2018, our hearts have been lifted up together as we have sung, worshipped, prayed and heard from your word, O God, of our great salvation through Jesus Christ. There is no other salvation. There is no other redemption. There is no other purchase out of the slave market of sinfulness and death, but by Christ alone. And so, our Father, we've come to thank you this evening, to praise you, to honor you, to worship you, in gratitude for your amazing grace to us 
to reach down, visit us, live among us, Emmanuel, God with us, die for us, that we might have sins forgiven. So Father, I pray that, um, that there wouldn't be a person in here this evening who would leave without responding to the invitation from you to come to you. For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. That's your promise to us. So we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you everyone for being here. It was so good as well to see many family who've come and visited with us. And uh, we just wish you a very Merry Christmas. Trust that it'll be a blessed day tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great evening.